we have a special guest, Claudia. I want to say thank you so much for, for being on the call tonight. Um, we've had some opportunities to talk, and you know I'm always stalking you on, on Instagram and your videos and what you're talking about and what you're sharing. And I reached out to you because something told me that um, you, you had a story to tell. You had something to talk about that everyone on this call needed to hear. And when I came to you and I said that, we got to talking, and boy, very quickly did I discover that you do have something to talk about. <laughs> and I'm, I'm super excited to have you on the call today because I think that, um, number one, you need to tell your story and get comfortable telling that story. And I think people need to hear it. And so what I want to do right now is just, I want to be quiet and I want to give you the floor. And I love for you to talk to us. We want to have a conversation with you. We want to hear your message about claiming the throne. So first and foremost, thank you for being here. Thank you for your time. And thank you for being willing to, to open up and talk with us. And just know that um, you know what we talk about here is important and we're helping a lot of people and um, your message is important. Uh, the call is you know rated NC-17, so you can just speak your truth and just talk. <laughs> we're ready for it. So um, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. It's an honor for me to be here. And um, likewise, I stalk you too. <laughs> and um, I want to say thank you for the opportunity because I do feel that there is something about my story that can inspire uh, many. I want to start and just giving you a little bit of background um, because I think that it's always important to know where, where people come from, what they've gone through. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not going to give you all because, you know, I have to write this book someday. So my friend Orly is going to help me with that. <laughs> but um, I want to start by saying that I was able to answer a very important question that has been asked many times. And for some reason, I was able to answer that for you. Who am I? I'm a strong-willed woman. I'm a fighter. I empower people to believe they can. This is the first time that I have not answered with, I'm a mother, I'm a realtor. And for some reason, um, being on this call, it just came to me. That's who I am. That's who I've always been. Mm. Um, I'll start my story as a teen because I believe that your struggles make you the person that you are. I was a teen mom. I uh, decided very quickly that I was not going to be a statistic. I had my daughter at 18 and that changed my life. It was like someone gave me an injection to just, I had a vision. I had a vision of who I wanted to be. And I knew that I was going to be able to take care of her. Quickly, maybe I wanna say 18 or 19, as you can imagine, um, my first relationship did not work out. And 
I was okay. I told myself, you could do this. There's nothing that you can't do. I moved on. Um, fast forward a little bit here. I met Elvis. Some of you know him. He is my husband, my shining armor. He is my biggest supporter. And um, as he says, he just lets me shine. And I needed that in my life at that moment. And he was very impressed with the fact that I told him I needed someone to love me, not take care of me. And I still, to this, I don't know why, I just, he was just like, you know, it was a little bit overwhelming. Maybe we were like 19 years old, right? So imagine he's like, well, I'm so concerned because maybe I'm not gonna be able to be there for you how you want me to. And I was just like, I just need someone to love me and not be in my way. I just knew I had bigger things to do. So I do believe that every time in those moments when things have been at their worst, I find a way to just like get it done. <laughs> so I, that has come to my life a few times. And there is one time in particular that I wanna share with you uh, because this is where my kind of my real estate career really just took off. So I was working in, the last time I was working in corporate America, it was at the clearing house. And I was working um, three days, night shift, full-time position. It was, you know, seven to seven, just grinding and making sure that I just got those hours in in three days in order to be more available for my children at home. And um, so Elvis and I used to split the shift, you know, when I'm not home, he was home and I ended up working 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. So as you know, in corporate America, there is talks and, you know, I've already, I'm tired of working the night shift and I'm doing everything that I can, checking off all the boxes to make sure that I get that opportunity to work the day shift and be like regular people <laughs> and not work all night. And soon enough, they announced the person that got the position and that was not me. Um, distraught is not the word. <laughs> when I heard that news, I literally ran out of my office and went crying into the bathroom. Someone literally came into the bathroom, knocked on the door and kind of spoke to me and went down and said, you know, are you okay? Are you going to get out? And I did get out and I left and I said, I needed to go home. And, you know, I cried all my way, uh, my way from Penn Station to Suffren, calling Elvis frantically, letting him know that I didn't get the position. And that was my last hope of being able to get out of the night shift. At that time, I was already, you know, dabbling in real estate, um, just doing things for a top realtor in New York. 
um, with her social media and things that I can actually help her with after I would finish my shift around 5 a.m. in the morning. So I would work two or three hours between my commute and you know an hour that I had left so that I can make extra money. And you know, I don't know what I was expecting out of it, but I've we've always worked um, multiple jobs just to make it work. So right when I'm getting to suffering, I just finally am ready to, I guess, stop crying for, for maybe 10 minutes. And I just decided that I was never gonna let anyone determine my position or how much I would make, ever. Um, that was a powerful moment. Anytime that anything doesn't work out, I go right back to that moment because I've defined that moment defined me that day. I called up my husband and, you know, he was very supportive. We had a, the best plan in the world. And this was the plan. He was going to get another job. I have no idea how. And all I needed to do was earn $300 a week and we were gonna make it work and he was gonna support me in my real estate career full-time. <laughs> and some people said, uh, that's probably not gonna work. Uh, you won't be able to do it. You're probably gonna lose your license. You're not gonna be able to make enough money to maintain all of this. Mm -hmm. And it didn't, it didn't because the drive and the fire in my belly was just so much. And I knew that I didn't have any other resource and I couldn't ask Elvis to do more than what he was already doing. And I went to work and I, I surprised myself, right? I, I called everyone. I, reached out to everyone, anyone that could possibly help me. I left all the, I don't wanna show them that I need help. I, I just gave it everything that I have. Uh, I, I started getting recognition in my office. I, you know, I started um, getting so much motivation and accomplishing so much that Elvis didn't have to work the other job. And I was able to do this full-time without having to do the part-time gig that was gonna give me the $300 a week. And it was just amazing to see what I built on my own, you know, with the support of course of my family and my husband. But here I am and I'm grateful every day for that moment because Sometimes I look back and I go, would I still be there in the nine to five? <laughs> it was safe. It was what a teen mom would have wanted was, you know, to get that nine to five job with a great salary and have benefits, but I wanted so much more. So I would say that even if sometimes when people come up to me and ask me, you know, what, 
what can I say? What helped me? I guess it's just giving it everything that I have. And in those moments where you feel that you don't have anything to give, mm -hmm. you absolutely do. Like there's nothing that we cannot do. Uh, many people have asked me, you know, how about my family and my husband and, and, and how, you know, does he support me? And when I had my children, everyone did whatever they needed to do. I did the laundry or Elvis did the laundry. It didn't matter who did what we were just, we just needed to survive and we needed to get it done. And it's still like that today. You know, I have three children and my girls are already out on their own. Audrey and Priscilla. Um, I even have a granddaughter. And Ethan, who's 18 years old, is still with us at home. And nothing has changed. You know, sometimes, yes, it's easier because you don't have to run from one game to another to go show a house. But we've been there. And the only way that I would say that I've survived is there was never someone in my home that needed to do something. We all did everything together as a group, as a family. Carly, I, I want to say something really quickly, I, if you don't mind if I jump in. Oh, what please. you shared with us made me think about what Seth talked about this morning, where he said, nothing happens to you, it happens for you. And so like when, when you didn't get that position where you would be able to stop working in the evenings and you ran out and you're crying and you're upset and like, this didn't happen for me, it didn't happen. But look what happened for you because of that. You, able, you were able to step into real estate and make real estate work for you. And you're the type of woman like my wife and my best friend, Terry, where you tell them they can't do something. You're like, let me show you. Oh, yeah. Let Absolutely. me show you. I, I, I feel that in your spirit. Like, don't tell me I can't do anything because I'm going to show you how I get down and how I do it. And we sometimes need those things. We, we think that door being shut, you thought that was your only hope to have the life that you wanted. But that yes. door being shut actually opened up a door that allowed you to make the type of money you make, not work the extra jobs. Elvis didn't have to work the other jobs. You know, you guys were able to step into a business where things are happening for you now. Isn't yeah. that awesome? That is awesome. That is awesome. And you know, you're never done. So I have everything as some people would say. And then what happens? I wanna come to Jersey and I have to start right from the bottom again. It's just, that's just the way it is. You know, uh, many people was like, oh, well, why do you want to do Jersey? You're already doing everything here in Rockland County, you know, in New York. And I'm like, because I want to. And then of course, you know, you said the magic words, Tate. Someone said, I don't know if you could break into Jersey. It's, that's hard. And I was like, oh, now I have to just go. <laughs> Reach. That's it. Now, now I'm in there and I am definitely, I'm not stopping and no, it's not going to be overnight, but it's okay. If I did it there, I can do it here. And the only thing that has been a realization to me is that it's always back to the basics, but it doesn't even matter if you have the basics and you have the coaching, if you don't believe in yourself. 
hear that. You, you have to believe that you can. You know, it's interesting. And Leslie, I saw your hand up and I want to come to you in one second. As you're talking, and I want, this is your story and this is about you, but I just, I have to share this because I don't think we've talked about this before. I know what that's like. I, I got into real estate when I lived in Houston and I moved to Dallas and then I moved to Wyckoff, New Jersey. And I remember like, you're moving again. Like you got to start doing real estate again. Like, how are you going to do that? I'm like, well, to your point, it's the basics. I know what to do. But then I get to Wyckoff and I'm having people tell me, there's no way you're going to make it. It's so saturated. There are so many agents. And then I'm hearing from other people, you're a black guy in Wyckoff. You're definitely not going to make it. You should be selling the T-neck and Bogota. What are you doing in Wyckoff? Nobody's ever going to work with you. And I have all these people telling me it's not going to work. And I had this attitude like, well, wait a second. I bought into that for a little bit, so much so I was even contemplating, do I take my picture off my business card? That's how much I was buying into all the bullshit people were telling me. But then I thought about it and I'm like, well, you know what? I could afford to buy a house here. I live here so I can work here too. So whatever you're saying, you're telling me I can't, just give me a minute. Let, let me show you. Let me show you. And, and I love that. I love that challenge. I love that adversity you have to go through and prove yourself and show people that you can do it. But like you said, if you did it here, you can do it there. Yes. And the message, you know, not that you don't have those moments. I have plenty of moments that doubt comes in. And again, you just have to be so careful of who you surround yourselves with. Um, I've had my moments here, you know, and I don't know if Sally is on here, but she like is. I have, I have gone to Sally's office and said, like, oh my God, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then she's like, I don't want to hear you say that. And you know, it's a different side of Sally that you, if you haven't seen, you just haven't seen. And then I could come back and go, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to do this. Like sometimes you just have to have those people that are rooting for you. You know, I have friends in the industry that I, you know, just reached out, like Ordi is one of them that I just reached out when I was just maybe doing 12 transactions a year. And I, you know, I, I begged for their time. Like, can you just give me like half a day? Let me see what you're doing. And I just want to copy what you're doing. And then I'm going to go right back and get it done. And they were there for me. And that's something that I've been very blessed with and lucky to have. So anytime that anyone comes to me, I, I just can't say no. I, I'm an open book and I want to help and empower anyone that has ever been in that situation. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, Leslie, I want you to go really quickly before I say something else. So hi, Claudia. Um, hi. I find, hi, <laughs> I find your story so inspirational, you know, um, I'm a true believer that everything happens for a reason. And when I say that to some people, they're like, what are you talking about? Because there's so many bad things that happen. And then people are like, well, that happened, that you, it's meant to happen. It happened for a reason. I'm like, yeah, because, you know, good things can come from it, do come from it also. Um, but what I love what you said was, you know, that, nobody thought you could come to Jersey and you were like, well, now I have to come. Like, I mean, you showed them and 
I've only been in real estate for a little over a year. And, you know, I live in Woodcliffe Lake. There are a lot of big agents. And at first I was like, how am I going to, how am I going to compete? And then I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I was in sales for 18 years and I know my worth and I know what I offer. And I know that me personally, the way I deal with people and I'm just a people person, um, it, I'm not, I got over that. Like I was very, I was unsure and, and doubted myself. And I was like, there's no way I can even compare. And then I'm like, you know what? Screw that. I, I am going to either, you know, exceed beyond my measures, which I mean, I will not if, but, and not, but sorry, David. Um, I will, but sorry, David, <laughs> in the, in the year that I've been doing this, I've proved myself and I, and I do believe in myself. And I've had people who have said, you know, you come from corporate America, you had a salary now, you know, you don't get paid as you know, as everybody knows, unless you have a transaction. And when you're in a, in a household where you had two amazing incomes and you go to one, it's like, oh my God. So, you know, I applaud you and thank you for sharing because, you know, you really put light bulbs on in people's heads. And I mean, you just don't take no for an answer and just keep on going and do what you do best. So thank you. Thank you. And keep it, keep on going. You could do it. Thank you. That's exactly right. You definitely can do it. And, and Claudia, one thing you said, and it's funny that you mentioned Sally because, uh, Sally's a rock star on our calls and she's always, you know, pouring into us and she's, she's had confidence in me when I, I didn't have confidence in myself. And that's one reason this call Scotch and scripts is so important to me. Everyone here is your tribe. And there are a lot of times when we don't have confidence in ourselves and we have to pull that confidence that other people have in us and the belief other people have in us to encourage us and push us forward and get us out there out of our comfort zone. And it's great that you have people in your life like Orly and Sally that can say, hey, you don't see that in you, but I do. And I'm rooting for you. And I know you can do it. I believe in you. And I'm pushing you out there to go do it. Um, it's great to have those people. And, and now that you are part of our tribe, you're one of those people for folks on this call where they don't have that belief. You can speak that into them and let them know I see it in you, just like Orly saw it in you and Sally saw it in you. It's so important that you surround yourself with people who aren't saying, maybe you can't do it, but they're saying you absolutely can. And if you don't believe in yourself, take my belief I have in you and run with that and go make it happen. I think that's all. Yes, I, I, I'm telling you, I mean, the more people I think of, um, you know, it took me two years to come <laughs> to KW. And it was definitely not because everyone was not trying and doing their job. But there was always one person that I used to have these conversations with, you know, the conversation that you don't have with everyone because you're really thinking about that other company, but you don't want to say it. <laughs> yes. And, um, that was uh, Evelyn. And she always was like, I was like, Evelyn, I'm so afraid of every time I think about that office having 500 and something agents. And she was like, you're going to be fine. So sometimes, yes, even when you don't believe in yourself, you just, so you have to find that other person that does. I agree. I so it's agree. okay. I so agree with you. So yeah. 
So a question I have for you, how do you deal like, we all still, I mean, Ashley was sharing earlier, we all have these breakdowns and you hear the saying all the time, we have breakdowns so that you can have a breakthrough. When you have a breakdown, like how do you get refocused so that you can have a breakthrough? How do you not stay at that breakdown level, but pull yourself up and say, not a victim, like this is, this is not what it's going to be for me. I'm actually going to push through this. Where do you go to get that strength and that energy to have the breakthrough? You're going to laugh. I find my Rocky song anywhere. Okay. That's it. It's like, I put that on and I do not stay home. Okay. I do not stay home. Even if I have to walk out and my eyes are swollen because I've been crying. I'm, I'm getting out of my house um, because I will tell you this quick story because I don't want it to ever happen to someone. I know what it is to just be depressed and I know what it is to just spend five days locked up in a room because you don't want to see anyone. So I went through that once in my life and I said, I don't ever want to go there. So yes, you're going to have your moments where you cry and then you have to have like the recipe to get you out of that, mm. which for me is my, my Rocky song, <laughs> my Rocky theme and get out, just get out of the house. Don't stay in the house. So that's the first thing that I do. And from there, I'm telling you now with YouTube and everything else, you always find something like, I love just, you know, clicking on, everyone says like, don't focus on social media so much. But right now, like this has happened to me, maybe only a couple of months ago, I walk out of my house. I, you know, I do search motivational speeches and I have, you have therapy there for as long as you need it. Do you need it for half an hour? Do you need it for an hour? Do, what do you need? And I will call on those people that I can and that I entrust and that I can say, you know, like today I completely feel like shit. I just, that's what I feel like today. Yeah. That will lift you. You have to have those people because it's not always, you know, beautiful. And it's not, there are some days that you're just like, oh my God, why do I even do this? And why am I here? And I totally get that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot a little bit here, and it's hopefully going to create a little bit of accountability as well. Yeah. You and I talked about your podcast and how you want to get back into it and start being purposeful about your podcast. And it's something that I want to start doing as well. You know how you just mentioned that when you're in that negative place and you search out those people to listen to who are going to lift you up? Yes. So people are waiting to hear your voice and you're being selfish by not doing that podcast because you're going to be that person that a lot of people go and plug into. I, I talk to Liz Vega about you all the time and she, she, you know, she looks up to you. She listens to your episodes and people are searching for the message that you have that you haven't been releasing. And I got to tell you, you owe it to yourself to do it because it's something that's important to you, but there are so many people that need to hear what you have to say and you're not putting that out. So I'm so happy that you've made up your mind to start doing that again, because I, yes. it's important. I, I really have. And I think that, you know, again, everything, um, sometimes you need things to happen in your life for to gain clarity. 
And when I did the podcast, for anyone that has tried to do a podcast, I was trying to cover too much for too many people. And now the focus will be different. I am going to start a new season. And it's, I know where it's going now. So I'm going to jump in and empower those that I can. Um, I love my men that surround me and I love you guys, but for some reason, um, just going through the things that I went through as a young woman, I just feel that that's my audience is to support those women that maybe are not as strong-willed as I am and they need that hand and I want to be that person. I love that. I love that. Liz. Can I jump in? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, um, many of you guys don't know this, but um, the main reason why I joined Keller Williams is because of Claudia. I knew Claudia, <laughs> this might sound a little creepy, but I knew Claudia way before she even knew me. And um, I listened to her entire podcast and listening to her story right now. And I can relate so much. And little did I know that I, I was relating to her already. Um, because I was listening to her and kind of just, I just needed to meet her. And when I looked her up on social media, I sent her a message. I don't know if you remember, Claudia. Of course. I sent her a message. I was like, I need to meet you. I, I need to know who you are. And kind of just, she was like, you know, days later, sure. You want to meet me? Come on over. I, I'm, I'm like, I guess, you know, you kind of just was welcoming and kind of just met me. And I was just so mesmerized and kind of just blown away with everything and so positive. I would have, by then I would have never, I could never tell that you were going through so much and it was just so an inspiration and such a motivation for me. So I thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. And I'm so happy. <laughs> so I want to give people an opportunity. So if you guys have any questions or, or things that you want to say, um, please go ahead and put your, uh, put your hand up and I will call on you if you have any questions for Claudia. But Claudia, um, quick, quick question for you, you know, on our, on our morning mindset call, you know, you've been joining lately and we, we share affirmations and I hear you got this Rocky song that you go to that kind of motivates you. I got a couple Jay-Z and Rick Ross songs that I go to as well. So I get that. Um, yeah. Is there, is there an affirmation? Are you big into affirmations or is that something that you believe in and actually practice? Yes, no, I do. And I, I have a little book, like it takes time to create your own, but I have a little book that is, um, believe in yourself. And I read these affirmations and I started with the affirmations with Louise Hay. I don't know if anyone knows who that is, but if you get any of her books or if you Google her, um, I think she passed maybe like two years ago now, but she was really big in affirmations and she believed that we could heal our bodies, anything with affirmations. So I'm very big on that. So all you have to do is just Google and I just Google any of her affirmations and then you just get them and I repeat them. Um, I've been doing them at night as well. And I think that it's, it's different for me. I, it feels, it feels better to actually even do them at night than in the morning. Gotcha. Well, I mean, that's something that the last thing you think about, the last thing you hear yes. is what stays in your spirit. So 
is there an affirmation that you would be open to sharing that really speaks to you that you say at night or at any time of the day, like a powerful affirmation that speaks to you? Yes. Um, I speak to the little girl inside and I am not letting, I am not letting you down. So every day, that's something that has always stood with me. I speak to the little girl inside of me and I let her know I am not letting you down. You are beautiful. Mm. I love that. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Holly and then Patty Gurney. I'm um, sorry. I actually was going to ask the question about the affirmations. What are her affirmations? But um, since you answered it, I'm just going to say very inspiring. Um, because a few years ago when I got married, I'd been, I'd already been a realtor for a while, but, um, sorry for recording. <laughs> My in-laws had been saying some very disparaging things to me about my career choice. And, um, at that time I was actually doing very well. They just hated that I didn't have a nine to five and something stable. And it kind of like brought my spirit down. That kind of broke my spirit a little bit. Um, and I let it get to me. But um, just hearing your fight mentally, you know, helping you through emotionally was, um, and mentally, and, and it just helped you, so, you know, become the best you. It's very inspiring. So thank you, Holly. And you know what, Holly? That's their problem if they want to worry about how you make a living. Yeah. There's yeah, plenty really successful people. That. Yes. That's their problem. Mm -hmm. You thank keep you. on doing you. And I will. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Holly. Patty Gurney, what's up? Claudia, I love you. Patty, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do the same thing that you do that I, I speak to the little girl inside me. That's right. I love that you do that. And I mean, it, uh, it, it has gotten me through some pretty crazy times. I took a picture of myself when I was little, i maybe I was like fourth grade. It was like that really ugly stage, like where like, you just, you know, like you're anyway, I yeah. took a picture of myself and I put it on my office wall. And I look at this little picture of me, I don't know, maybe I was eight years old. And whenever, uh, you know, something's challenging, I look at it and I say like, I'm, I'm not giving up on you because that's, you know, it's this. And the one thing I wanted to say about how much I love what you're saying is you are a rock star. You're, you're a rock star in real estate. You are a rock star. And for you to be so candid and say that there are days where you wake up and you have, you're filled with doubt. Sure. Not that I like hearing that, but I, I, anybody on this call, like if a rock star like Claudia can wake up in the morning and feel like, I don't know if I can do this. And you go to Sally and you're like, help me. Like it, Sally's your, um, what's the circle lifesaver, like your lifesaver, like, you, and you reach out for help. And like, what a great example that is like, even people like Claudia, like know that they need a lifesaver sometimes and you need to ask for help. And it makes me think of all the newer agents that maybe aren't getting the support or um, don't feel connected and they leave the business because they feel like they can't do it because they never knew who to ask or who to go to. And just knowing that like it, asking for help isn't bad. I love that you shared that. It's so important. Yes. Um, and I still will, 
You know, it's just like, if I need something, we can't know it all. Yeah, but does it when every, I mean, all of us call Sally, but when Sally talks to you, doesn't it feel like you're the only person that calls her? Like you're the only one. <laughs> she never, you know, makes, she like, has, we, we all she, call Sally and be like, oh my God. And she like, is she acts as if like, you know, nobody else calls her all day. And like, people are calling her all day long. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, and I'm going to be completely transparent here. I'm not talking to you guys about a deal or something. I'm just talking about, waking up and not feeling like I could do it today and going in there and going, you know, like this is where I'm at today and having that person to say like, snap out of it. Don't talk mm -hmm. like that. And sometimes that's exactly what you need. And then other times it can be a deal and, you know, you call a few other agents and you see how they would handle it. And then you have to be also open to learn and take that in and maybe change something that you're yeah. doing. But it is the emotional stuff. And I meant that like it's sometimes you just need a life, a life preserver. And it's not about like a deal falling apart. It's about I don't have the confidence or I don't I just feel like, you know, things are not happening. Right. So thank you for sharing that. I think it's really important for people thank to hear. And it was important for me to hear. And you have to take care of that little girl. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thank you, Patty. Um, Orly. Well, first of all, you know how much I love you. And I'm so proud and impressed with the woman that you are, the human being that you are, and the lastly, the realtor that you are. But I, I wanna tell everybody and thank you for allowing me to be vulnerable, to literally cry when I've had challenges, knowing that I could trust you and show that part of me, which is you know very hard for me. I could cry right now. Because nobody, you know, when you're a top agent, it is lonely at the top. Your community, no one's going to feel sorry for only early. So having a tribe of women like you that I can go to and be completely bare and vulnerable and say, I'm having a shitty day. Yeah. I feel like quitting this business, which I never thought I would say in my life, and having you lift me up and hug me and give me advice and do a book um, club with me and show me the way. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for being that friend. Oh, I love you, my friend. Wow. wow. I don't know you, Claudia, but I think you're my next best friend. Yeah. <laughs> I manifest things. I manifest things, so. I'm right cool. here. I'm just, you know, again, you gave that to me I mean, I reached out to Orly when, you know, ages would be like, oh my God, that's Orly. You went to talk to her? And I'm like, yes, because I need to see what she's doing. <laughs> and, you know, you were there for me and you, were, you opened your doors. You invited me to sit at your table. I mean, I just will never, I mean, and Paula Clark too, like, I mean, there's just, I've always reached out and knowing that, you know, maybe it was not going to be an open door, but you just have to try. And you've always been there for me. So absolutely. I am always here for you. And we all have our moments. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Claudia, I want to, what time is it? You know, as we wrap up, here's a question I have for you. You have two daughters, right? Yes. So, you know, you, you mentioned that you feel your, your mission and your purpose is to speak to women. 
what is what is that message that you give to your daughters? What do you say to them as they go out into this world to be their best self and show up? What what's that message that you speak into their soul? Oh my God, that's so funny that you asked me that. I just went through this conversation with both of them again. Um, I've always wanted my daughters just to be able to stand on their own, you know, be their own person. I want them to find love. I want them to be successful, but I want them to be able to know who they are without having, without needing validation from someone else. I need for them to be able to take care of themselves without feeling that they need to be with someone else because they can't make it on their own. I need them, I would love for them to just be, be and feel independent. There is a difference. Yes. And I think that with age, of course, you know, um, they will feel more of that, but I definitely instilled in them that they don't need for my girls, you know, that they don't need another significant person, another significant person in their lives to be who they want to be. That's really powerful, right? I mean, my wife is quick to tell me in June, we celebrate 21 years and she's like, I'm here because I want you, not because I need you. And I'm amen. And that's one reason I was attracted to you from the beginning. And I'm raising two daughters too. And I want them to feel the exact same way that they are in a relationship because they want to be there, not because they need to be there. Absolutely. Mm. And I Mm. just want to add on to this because I know that, you know, sometimes I want to make sure that the men on this call, like I wouldn't be able to do everything that I do as seamless as I do it if it wasn't for Elvis. Like there is no demand. There is only what do you need? You don't have to do this. It's he makes everything simple and easy for me to flourish. And there's a difference when you have someone that is just like, go ahead, you know, fly. And I know, I know that I, and in my lowest moments, you know, he's always also the person that knows that he needs to be there for me for that moment. And that I'm just going to be like, okay, that's fine. I'm going to get it done now. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I value, I value my relationship a lot and, and I love him dearly for just being there for me, you know, when he was just 19 years old and didn't know what the hell to do. Well, I don't know Elvis, but if you can do me a favor, give him a hug or a high five from me, because I know there are so many um, ladies that I know in real estate that don't have that type of support for from their husbands. And when they are making money and doing well, and you, you'd expect your husband to be happy, it's not necessarily the case. And they have a hard time dealing with seeing you be successful and them maybe not having that same level of success. And I you know, as Tony always says, your success is my success. That's how it should be. And yes. I has that mindset. And I, 
I love that about your husband. And I love that your girls get a chance to see you guys have that type of relationship because it's, it's showing them what can be and what they should have and what they should be looking for that type of person who is going to be there and support you. And yet you don't, you don't need them there. You want them there and they want to be there and they're happy for you and happy for all your success. So love that about Elvis. I look forward to meeting him. Yes. Uh, he sounds amazing to me. Um, Orly. Orly oh, I'm, I'm equally blessed. And I always said that this business really requires a supportive spouse because of the hours we keep, the working seven days a week, the maybe not having the three course dinner, every night, you know, so if you're married to someone who has those limitations, I would say, um, it's very hard to make it in this business. And I always say, you know, I was blessed almost 40 years this August to be married to a man which, who lets me fly and lets me soar. And I feel like a kite that can just go as high as I want. However, he's holding the end of that string, mm. grounding me and reminding me of what's important in life. And it's a matter of being with somebody who doesn't have the ego because many of us women, especially of my generation, when you're making more than your spouse, can't handle that. And I was actually gonna include a chapter in the book about that, but I didn't know how to work it in. And I asked his permission and he was fine with it because he does have a healthy ego, but that's a very hard thing for women to, earn more than their spouse and how to deal with it. And for a lot of men who can't deal with that either because of their lacking. So when you're with somebody that really lives a life of us, this is about us. This is about what we're building in this world and the family and, and the example that you're setting for, especially I have three daughters as well. When you're setting that example, and I also had that conversation when my husband turned to me one night and said, I don't know what you need me for. And I too have to respond with, and in my heart, I'm saying, I really don't need you. And I didn't know how he would react to that, but thank God I had, you know, the foresight to pull it out of my ass. And I said, you know, I don't need you. I want you, yes. but I do need him. And in the last two years, which have been the most challenging years for me, you know, you say, what do you do when you're feeling really down? And, and for the first time in years, what do I do? I literally go to my, his office and sit on his lap and just need that hug of knowing that everything's gonna be okay. So I hope you all can find somebody like that in your life because that's the only way at the end of the day, that's what grounds us and that's what really gives life meaning. Amen yes. to that, amen to that. Claudia, I, um, I wanna say thank you for coming and talking and I'm looking forward to you writing your book. I'm looking forward to you getting your podcast going again. It was a great, conversation. I love what you shared. And I hope everyone else took something from it. And thank you for being here tonight. I um I invite you to stay, you know, if you if you have time. Yes. We like course. to just kind of hang out and shoot the shit and talk. Um, yeah. So but I want to say thank you again. And I, I appreciate you being transparent and open. Same thing with you, Orly. Um, when when I hear you guys talk and just how transparent you are, we always think people who are doing well have it all figured out and you don't, the difference between the people who have it going on well is that you guys understand that, yes, I'm gonna have some breakthrough breakdowns and everything's not gonna always be great. I just need to keep moving. I need to keep going. And I need to surround myself with people who are gonna to continue to push me to keep going. And I'm not gonna have people in my circle that are complaining because complaining equals a garbage magnet. I'm gonna surround myself with people who say, 
get out of there and get going. You got work to do. You got things to do. You need to step into your purpose. And I'm glad that you have people in your circle that are pushing you to go out there and be your best self. And I so love that Elvis is that guy who is supportive and has your back. And like Orly said, he's got that kite string keeping you grounded, but he's yes. also letting you soar. I think that's amazing. Oh, thank you. I, you know, and it's with anyone like Evelyn, I know I'm calling you out here, but there were moments through COVID that it was just like, we were just, just checking in on each other. It was like five minutes. Okay. You're good. Okay. I'm good. Oh, we all call each other in two hours and be like, oh my God, it doesn't feel good now. You just, I mean, I've reached out to so many people and that's why I'm like, you could call me at any time. And Evelyn knows this is true. It doesn't matter. I'm just that type of person. Um, you were there for me and I'm, I'm here for you. And we never know when we're going to need it. So it can't be something we, we plan. No, no. And you're always there for me, for sure. Um, beautiful thing. We just never know when we're going to have those moments, right? So I just, you have to have those people around you that it doesn't matter if it's 10 o'clock at nighttime if you need to call them. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Evelyn, I'm happy that you're here tonight, too. That's awesome. Um, I'm I, here because Claudia is here. I'm like, I got to show up for my girl here. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> hoping I'm hoping, Evelyn, you got a little taste of what Scotch and Scripts is all about. We're not in here talking yes. about and objection handling. This is a typical night on Scotch and Scripts. We have different people talking, but I hope that all of you guys who have come for the first time because of, of Claudia being on, I appreciate you coming and supporting her, but I want you to know this is how we get down. This is what this Scott is the gig. I'm going to be back.